And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, he scores! Martina Kucherov wins it in overtime! Saved by Vasilevsky, and he keeps it out of the net. Reaching behind him, he had it in his glove. Now for a feed in front of Cavalier, scores! Cavalier has won it in overtime! Steven Stamkos has reached 60 goals! Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danger. This is episode 76. I am recording this on Friday night, so this will probably be dropping on Saturday. Uh, some news on the horizon before we get into some of the more exciting stuff. Uh, the Bolts signed defenseman Sean Day to a one-year deal. I don't think he's going to be on the playoff roster. I think they just want to have... Um, they just wanted to sign an extra body. Maybe he, they'll be allowed to uh, move him onto the roster uh, if you know some something some sort of catastrophic event happens where they need to bring up another or they start to run out of defensemen. I don't think that's going to be the case. I just you know that's just the roster move. Um, it looks like he's a pretty solid defenseman. We won't probably see him for maybe until probably late next year. So you know don't get too excited about this. But obviously, if everyone's been watching the news or going on social media we know that they announced the Vezina Trophy finalists and this is something I've been looking forward to for a very long time all season long actually um, and we're going to discuss today on the show the cases to be made not only for Andre Vasilevsky who for the third straight year is a finalist, uh, also the reigning Vezina Trophy winner from last year we're going to discuss some of the cases to be made for the other guys as well. Connor Hellebuck and Tuka Rask. Now, I've said it time and time again on the show that I believe Andre Vasilevsky is hands down the best goalie in the league. So he is only, it would only be right if the best goalie in the league wins the top trophy. And that is, of course, the Vezina trophy. So we'll discuss, let's just get into Vez, um, Vasilevsky's numbers. Uh, he... Led the league in wins this year with 35. Um, his his goals saved uh, was 9.77. Uh, he was sixth in strength save percentage, which is 0.927. Um, and then, well, obviously, one of the high notes this year was that incredible run this team went on when they were on a 21-game uh, point streak. And he went 19-0-2 in that, in that time. And then, yeah, it, it, he's absolutely incredible. Um, he's, you know, he is, would become the first back-to-back winner of the Vezina Trophy since Marty Brodeur did it during the 2006-07-2007-08 seasons. Uh, you know, I have to admit, and I saw this, some of it actually being echoed on social media, uh, mainly Twitter, was that a lot of people aren't too crazy about wins. Not a lot of people put too much stock into goalie wins, which is understandable. And when you really break down the numbers of what makes a goalie very good, I could see why the case could be made. And I, and I feel the same way to some respect. I mean, it's no small feat for a goalie to win 35 games. At the same time, Vasilevsky plays on one of the best some one of the I believe the top five teams in the league so as long as he's solid and he has a good team around him 
and everyone's healthy, you know, he should be able to get the 35 wins. I believe this is the third or fourth straight year that he's hit the 30 goal mark. Um, and yeah, uh, his, you know, his obviously his save percentage, save percentage isn't something to go crazy about, but 35 wins, I'll, I'll, I'll lay it out for you. So, you know, hot, goalies don't win games. Yes, you know, the old saying goes is defense wins games, but, you know, it takes the other other five, six guys out there, depending if you're, if you're on the main advantage, but or if you have, uh, you know, put an extra guy out there. But it takes the other other players on the team to win those games as well, you know, unless you have a goaltender who is constantly throwing up shutouts, which we'll get into um, with Connor Hellebuck, who... I have to admit, he's been very impressive. You know, the Jets aren't exactly one of the best teams in hockey. I believe they just snuck into the playoffs uh, this year, and he was a huge factor in it, which well, I will discuss that uh, momentarily. But, yeah, with Vasilevsky, I mean, I just believe just if you just watch a game with him, if you've been watching a lot of games with him, uh, he is just one of the more talented goaltenders. And, of course, when you think of the big cat, you think of that impressive behind – the back save that he had last year that was just it's absolutely superb and it was i think it was the kind of highlight you know if you if you paid attention during the opening theme of this show you'll hear the actual audio from that call now you would have never known from the enthusiasm from the announcers that it was an impressive play but it was very impressive um and he's done it before you know it's not the first time he's done it but yeah uh, Vasilevsky, I just, you know, maybe just call me a homer. Uh, I believe that he is the best goalie in the league. Um, do I believe that his stats necessarily reflect that? The wins, yes, but at the same time, you know, he didn't win all those games single-handedly. He didn't have 35 shutouts and 35 wins because if he did, that would be a whole different story. But, you know, he definitely – there was definitely a good amount of games where the game was in the bag and he didn't really have to do too much – um, to help the team win. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's the thing that kind of maybe works against him is that he, his numbers, other than the wins, aren't exactly eye-popping. You know, they're not going to exactly go... People aren't exactly, especially hockey fanatics, and the, the writers that will be voting on this aren't exactly going to be going crazy over these numbers, which is why, unfortunately, as much as I want to see him win it and become the second back-to-back uh, winner of the Vezina Trophy since Brodeur. I don't think he's going to do it. And I'll discuss that why when I discuss Hellebuck and Rask. So Rask, let's talk about Rask. He is the best goalie uh, when it comes to save percentage uh, during even strength uh, with a .941 save percentage. And his uh, goal saved above average is 19 Point six nine. Now think about that. Think about how impressive that is. I mean, that's an absolutely insane number to be putting up. Uh, he was right. He was neck and neck behind Hellebuck. Uh, like I just mentioned, Hellebuck led the NHL in shutouts with six. Rask had five, so he was right there. Um, and he was part of the best goalie tandem in the National Hockey League. Uh, the Boston Bruins ended up winning, winning the William Jennings Trophy, which is the award given to the team that gives up the fewest goals during the regular season. And he also has 
the the accolade of being a former Vezina Trophy winner in his back pocket as well. He's also considered one of the best postseason goalies of all time. Um, I mean, it's no secret when the Bruins are in the playoffs, if Rask is in net, uh, you're going to have a very, very tough time. He just hap- he just somehow dials it up. Um, but if we're going to look at some more of Rask's numbers, I mean, yeah, like I said, I, he's absolutely been incredible. Uh, his wins, obviously nothing crazy. They, they kind of um, platooned him and uh, Yaroslav Halak back and forth obviously um you know they didn't really the lightning didn't really exactly do that this year you know i mean he's vasilesi is only 25 he's a young buck so just you know let him run so let's move on to connor hellebuck connor hellebuck you know it was one of the things when they first announced it or there was rumors i guess or articles starting to be written when the season was postponed um, about some of the predictions for the award finalist Connor Hellebuck's name came up a lot. Um, I was very curious. Uh, at first, you know, I'll admit I didn't exactly watch a lot of Connor Hellebuck this year, but I went back, watched some highlights. Very impressive. Uh, there was a lot of games where he absolutely carried the Jets towards wins, um, and that, that showed it, obviously. You know, they're not exactly the most exciting team, the most exactly, they're not exactly the, the best team, of course, in the league, but. You know, he, he worked his butt off this year. He was an absolute work workhorse. Uh, he played 58 games, and that led all goalies in the league. He 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 had the second most minutes played in the NHL among goaltenders. Uh, his nine his .929 five-on-five save percentage was fifth best in the NHL. And, of course, like I said, he led the league in shutouts. Uh, he Let's put it this way, how good he was. He helped Winnipeg win 31 of their 37 games during the regular season. Um, and he, he had a save percentage of 9-4-8, um, which is over a 13-game span, which was, you know, that's absolutely incredible. Um, and it would also, the win would make him the first player in franchise history to capture the Bezina Trophy. So, you know... The, the the person who comes to you every day, um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna try and be unbiased when I say this, um, and I was trying to think about this for the longest time when I was trying to put this together when I was doing the research, reading around, and so ideally, Andre Vasilevsky should I think he should win. He's on the he's on one of the best teams of the league. Um, he definitely carry this team to a lot of wins but at the same time if you look at the numbers and you watch some of the highlights and you watch some of the games that these three teams played Connor Hellebuck was definitely the more valuable goaltender um, I would imagine if you were to stack these guys up granted I am not a huge ho- fantasy hockey fan I do have a team but I don't I'm, I'm not at all a st- statistical wizard when it comes to all this stuff so if any of you are maybe on that level right into the show please let me know what exactly was the value of each of these three goalies where would you rank them on your team because obviously you know it the 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 fantasy value uh doesn't really translate towards the real world value but at the same time numbers don't lie connor hellbuck i believe is going to be your uh Vezina Trophy winner when they do announce the winner, uh, and that will be either during the conference finals or before 
the Stanley Cup final. So we do have some time for maybe Vasilevsky to kind of campaign a little bit. Now, I don't believe that they, they the writers will uh, take any consideration before the uh, to how these guys perform during the playoffs. Obviously, this award is for the best goalie during the regular season, so we'll have to see. Uh, I, be, I do believe that the writers, if they haven't, they will before the first playoff game has started. They will have put in their votes and all that, so I guess that's the league's way of not having the writers sway like let's say if Tuka Rask goes on an absolute tear through the Stanley Cup playoffs uh plays his butt off um that can't sway or the same way for Andre Vasilevsky so garnering garnering some insane upset um I think that Connor Hellebuck has this trophy in the bag now on my last show episode 75 well, also the last couple episodes as well, I have been, I guess I could say, overly critical to some extent of Steven Stamkos. Granted, his past injury, his his whole injury history, it's not his fault. I mean, you can't really control, you know, these things happening to him. You know, bra- broken leg, that's, you know, if it's sort of, if it was sort of kind of the... The sort of injuries where you could chalk it up to maybe not being in the right condition, that's a whole different story. But, I mean, we all know how hockey players train in the offseason. They're animals. So, you know, and you can't be able to go – you can't – wouldn't be able to expect to go out there and play competitive top-level hockey. And at the same time, if, 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 you're not, if you're not doing what you need to do in the offseason or training between games or whatever the case may be, and of course, you know, is I he wouldn't be the captain if he wasn't doing that those things. But I was I'll admit, and I, I do rescind my criticism, even though it's already out there, you know, it's already published and whatnot. Um you know, unfortunately it has you know, it's just frustrating. And I said that on when the news first broke that he had a lower body injury. It, it's just frustrating, like I said. It's you know, he's such a great player. If he just were to stay healthy and play eighty, eighty two games a season he would probably be in the conversation for top five player in the league. Um, and the, the lightning would probably have a better record because of it. Um, he's such a huge, important part to this team. And it, and it shows, especially in the power, power play goals. Um, he led the team with 12 this year. Uh, he had, you know, one of the more memorable games that I remember from this year from Stammer was his two goal, two power play goal game against Vegas. I don't believe they won that game, but that was still when they were going through that little funk after they uh, ripped off that huge winning streak. Um, but still, it was just a, it was just a frustrating. It's a frustrating thing to see when just when you think he's starting to get healthy and starting to get in a little groove, bam, he gets hurt, core injury, out for the rest of the season. Uh, but the whole. Stop the play really helped the Lightning in that regard. But, you know, we do have good news now about Stammer. He returned to full participation um, on Friday. Uh, it didn't. There was a video that was tweeted out of him participating in power play drills. Obviously, no goalie involved. So, you know, and, and the video was kind of a little bit far away. So you, you couldn't really tell um, exactly who he was. But if you, if you look at each skater on the ice um, and you just assume it's stammer um you know just from what i saw and then i think i saw another video later on where you could actually see a lot better quality um he looked good he looked good he looked as good as one could be in a drill 
uh, where you know I don't expect that they're I don't I don't expect Coach Cooper to try and rush him back uh, too soon. Obviously, there's no reason why we have round robin games coming up in a couple of weeks. But I mean, like I stated on the past episodes, that those are in level of importance from one to ten um, to the Lightning. I think not only the Lightning themselves, but all Lightning fans should be treating these games on the scale. The level of importance, I guess you could give it about a three or a four. I think a three and a half is probably a good happy medium because obviously you want to be excited about these games. And I'm not saying they're worthless games, but because, but at the same time, they're, they're not, they're not pointless. They're, they are pointless games. I know that's very contradictive, but let me explain why, because obviously, and I've spoken about it on the last episode. So for you, um, consistent listeners, you already know where I'm going with this. Uh, for those of you that are not, go ahead, subscribe, download, listen to the show. It really helps us a lot. And of course, by subscribing on any platform in which you could find this podcast, um, you will stay up to date with all the newest updates with uh, when the show drops and thus forth. And of course, go over to the uh, Lightning Twitter page at LO underscore Lightning to hear all the latest news surrounding the team. And if you want to reach out to the show, go to LockedOnLightning at gmail.com. So, yeah, Stammer look good. I don't think they're going to rush them out. But the reason why we don't have to treat these games really, you know, the, the top prize is, is home ice advantage. Why couldn't I give two single, you know, because there's no home ice doesn't mean anything. We're all playing at neutral sites, maybe except for, for the Maple Leafs and the Edmonton Oilers. But at the same time, there's going to be no fans. So at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. They're just playing. These are just extended warm-up games, exhibition games, whatever you want to call them. Um, but it would be really nice and comforting to see Stamkos not only play in some of these games, doesn't have to play uh, full shifts, doesn't have to. I mean, I would just like to see him maybe play here and there in certain situations, get some time on the power play. Uh, if he hasn't already developed the chemistry, kind of by then uh, keep it, of course, um, kind of just fine-tune things, uh, just get back in the shape that you know just so this game doesn't you know the game slows down he goes out there and these guys will all look as if you know they haven't missed a step which i'm fully confident that that will be the case um but yeah don't need to rush him out looked very good in power play drills so him coming back in the amount of time because it was first reported when it was first reported about his lower body injury um there was talk that he, he wasn't he was gonna be very limited and then he was not going to play until the round robin games, but uh, obviously hockey players are a whole different breed of animal, and they they tend to recover faster from certain injuries, and they'll even play through it. So hopefully, if he is still playing through it, um, hopefully he doesn't re-injure or re-aggravate whatever it is. Um, for some reason, maybe this is just me. I'm thinking it's probably a hammy. I mean, that's just the most logical conclusion I could come to. Just think about it this way. These guys are skating. Um, they haven't really been on the ice that long. Um, they've been off the ice for four four months before that. So, you know, maybe he could have just blow, blown a wheel uh, real, real easily doing some sprints or whatever the case may be. But he'll be fine. I mean, he's a very talented player. He's the best player on this team. And he's definitely not going to miss his chance to possibly make another cup run. So I'd like to end the show today by just saying thank you to all our loyal listeners 
that have not that not have only been sticking with us this entire time, but I've also been very vocal with reaching out to the show. And I encourage more of you to reach out to the show, whether it's questions, um, comments, maybe you, you have something you want me to speak about on the show or whatever the case may be. Um, love to hear, love to hear from you guys. Love hearing from you guys. Uh, it's very, it's very good to hear back from you guys. All your your um, opinions on things and your feedback. It's really helpful to me. Really helpful to everybody involved with this show. So, so that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.